Hello and welcome to Touchline from Casper Els and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hi, Cas. Nice being in studio tonight. What is also great is that we're hosting someone that's outside of Durban, all the way from Reaches Bay, and and awesome to to have people that love the game like we do that can speak rugby from from outside of Durban. So looking forward to tonight to today's show. Yes, definitely. Magnus Oosthuizen joining us from Richards Bay. Magnus, welcome. Thanks, Kasper. Thanks, Mark. Pleasure being on the show. Thank you. We're talking some Rainbow Cup tonight, um, as well as the alcohol ban on all sporting events. We're talking United Rugby Championships. And then KZNRU Club Rugby. Kicking off here with some Rainbow Cup. Um, only one game played this weekend. Sharks 22, Bulls 34. Unfortunately, the Lions-Stormers game was cancelled due to some COVID positive tests in the Lions camp. Mark, your thoughts? Yeah, it's always sad. More so, um, we're talking Lions now, so... More so being the last game of the competition. Um, you know, there's, there's some players obviously still wanted to stake a claim or, or how can one put it, try and prove their Springbok coaching staff wrong. Um, but it's always it's always sad that that for a for a, a team not to play because of something that's out of your hands, you know. But it is what it is. We all know COVID is rife in the world and what probably the right call has been made and uh, may those players recover soon. Uh, just to come home, uh, sadly for, for the Sharks and Sean yes. Everett's and these charges, um, we always knew, we spoke about it last week, to say that it's going to be a difficult encounter for, for the Sharks. Um, the Bulls are are definitely the form side in, in South Africa in the moment and, and well-deserved. Um, I think the scoreline was a bit... A bit big for for the liking of of sharks supporters and that, but there were glimpses where where the sharks actually did well and uh, some players definitely put their hands up and it is what it is and what I did like about the bulls afterwards and and uh, Jake White alluded to that to say that yes they're going to go to to Italy now and they're going to play be playing in the final but they're doing it for South Africa not for the bulls yes. themselves so. All the best to, to Jake and his charges, and, and hopefully we can bring the cup home. Yes. Magnus, from your side? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. I'm just listening. Yeah, obviously, um, well done to the Bulls. Um, you know, I think this whole year they showed that they were the form side. I think um, Jake White is really doing an awesome job that side. Now, um, obviously, a huge difference in in the team and the way they perform since Jake has taken over that side. So um, I just think they've got quite a nice budget, obviously buying a lot of overseas players and obviously strengthening that side where some of the other teams don't have that privilege. But, um, you know, good for them. I think they're playing some really good rugby. Also nice to see a player like Marcel Casilla back in South Africa uh, it's unfortunate not to see him in a Sharks jersey. I mean, it's taking used to watching him play in the Bulls jersey, but, you know, just glad to have a guy of his talent and his form back here in South Africa playing for one of the franchises. 
Yes. So, um, yeah, we're just um, kind of hoping. I think um, as South Africans, we all need to get behind the Bulls now and need to support them. And hopefully they can go up and bring the Rainbow Cup trophy back back to South Africa for us. Definitely, you know, and if you... Obviously, if, oh, but unfortunate sorry. for the Sharks. I think they played pretty well. Mm. So, yeah, I think um, Sharks had a pretty good um, tournament, but, you know, the Bulls, I think, in general, they just outclassed all other sides. So, um, Sharks, not too bad, but obviously, um, the Bulls deserving winners of the, of the South African League of the Rain, Rainbow Cup. Oh, definitely, you know, and if you if you look at what they've taken overseas um, to Italy now, the team, um, obviously the the Springboks, Springboks that are part of the of the line series, they they not yes. selected to go. But what is interesting is um, you were talking about a nice budget and 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 the players that that uh, Jake White brought in from overseas and that. But what was interesting going into the final in Italy. Jake White has selected, I think there are three debutants, I think two or three debutants um, that haven't played in the Rainbow Cup at all that he's taking with. So one good thing about Jake White that we've seen since he started a year and whatever it is ago um, is he hasn't been scared to utilize the youngsters. So obviously the system is there. He's got the system in place from under 21 right through. And um, it speaks volumes to take two or three uncapped players to go and play in a final. Um, just shows you how he believes in his players and the structures and yes. whatever. And obviously, you can't fault it. It's not a it's not a fly-by-night. I think all the trophies that could be could be won in a season is at the Bulls at the moment. And Jake, obviously, is the mastermind behind that. You know? So, yeah, well done to them. And let's, let's uh, support them and let them bring it home. Yeah. Then just something on the Lions. Um, I see that Yuri Roos said the decision to, to cancel the game between the Lions and the Stormers was mainly based on the fact that they want the Lions fit and ready to play the British and Irish Lions on the 3rd of July. If they played this game, they might have lost that window. Yeah. Look, sadly so. But, you know, from a player's perspective and probably from a, from a union perspective, from the franchises, and I say this with utmost respect to, to the Rainbow Cup. Yet again, like the Springboks, you only get one opportunity to play against a touring line side. So if you had to weigh those two, and that's yes. probably what he's referring to, yes. you know, the players, if, if you had to ask the players, the players would probably have said, let's not play this game because there's no, there was nothing in it for them. Yeah, where for the Sharks, side, really. correct, where yeah. the Sharks and the Bulls, whoever won there, could possibly have gone through. Yes. And their focus is on the Lions, and, and give them credit. Uh, they they uh, If I was a player and a coach, I would probably have backed yes. them as well. So 100%. is what it is. Yeah, look, British Lions, once every 12 years, you don't you don't get opportunity you know, every year to play those Oaks. So obviously that's a big game. And for province to play the Lions and, you know, to perform well, to beat them, will be long remembered yeah. after this. So yeah. I think, you know, the focus there, you know, if they can go and they can perform well against the Lions or the British and Irish Lions, it will it will be one for the memory banks. So yeah, obviously a big game for them coming up. Moving on to the United Rugby Championship, um, starting in October, Mark, if I'm yeah. correct. Um, 
18 teams participating in that, playing in four different pools. Um, the structure of the um, the fixtures is six home games, six away games, um, one lock, ranking all the teams, um, and the top eight will go through. The four pools, it's an Irish pool, uh, Welsh pool, uh, Italian Scottish pool, bringing in the um, Zebra, and then the South African pool, our four sides. Your thoughts, Mark? Well, firstly, it's a uh Similar, obviously, to Pro 14. So yes. they've just added South African teams now, which yeah. is obviously the 18 the 18 teams participating. Um, obviously, what is nice now is the fact that these countries will be able to play against each other, whereas yes. we obviously didn't have that luxury now in the Pro in the Pro 14. That's why we did our own Rainbow Cup and they're yes. going through to the finals like that. Um, but yet again, it's it's a massive opportunity for, and I talk South African rugby for our local youngsters to physically now go and play overseas and get that opportunity. And who knows? We don't want to lose them, but who knows? They might be fortunate enough to get a contract overseas because that's where the lucrative money lies. Um, and I've always said all these years, I mean, you look at, let's say, a Faf de Klerk. Um, in the past, these players were never allowed to go and play overseas, but that's where they learn and develop as players yes. and they learn something different and it can only benefit your country. So I'm all for that and quite excited. Um, just hopefully South Africa can can pull that one through as well. It would be massive for, for our country. It is. Magnus, your thoughts? Yeah, if you look at it, um, it's been a while since South Africa or any South African franchise have played overseas teams. I think um, the last time we did that was a World Cup final. So, so yeah, it's nice. It's always nice to have the local derbies that we've basically gotten used to now the last couple of months or so of the COVID. But um, I think we're really looking forward to to seeing our franchise teams playing international sides again, international teams again. So, yeah, I think it's um, just hoping that it will actually happen this time and not like the Rainbow Cup gets cancelled or or reshuffled, basically. So, so just hoping that by the time when it's supposed to kick off that it will actually happen and um, keen to see our teams, our South African franchises, perform against these um, European teams that they haven't really done before. I agree. If you, you know, if you look from a from a Springbok point of view, I mean, we've been playing, as Magnus has now said, against our own franchises for the last year. Yes. So all we've done really is change the name of the competition. Same teams playing the whole time. So there's nothing new. Coaches might have tried something different, like we did in the Curry Cup, knowing that we're going to play in, in, in Pro 14 and we're going to go to Europe and whatever. So a lot of kicking game came in there. They tried to change strategies and that. But yeah. we play the same teams over and over. Even from a spectator's point of view, although we're happy that rugby's back, it becomes boring afterwards because you play the same franchise three, four, five times in a year where this will give us opportunity to showcase ourselves against quality opposition um, because that's after the Lions tour. So now the world will see all the top Springboks in action, all the top Scottish guys in action and so on and so forth. So it's actually great and, and well done to the organisers to, to get this going. Talking about South African sides playing international teams now, just to go back to the Rainbow Cup now, the final between the Bulls and, and uh, Benetton. Um, 
your thoughts, Magnus, on, on, on that game? You think that will be a front runner to, to this United Rugby Championship? Yeah. Honestly, like I told you guys before we went online, um, I haven't really been following too much on their side. So I was actually, from my side, I was quite surprised to see Bennett and, you know, performing that well. But, uh, you know, in the past, they haven't really been in a franchise playing, you know, one of the top sides in that on, in that tournament. So, quite surprised to see them coming up or coming through the ranks. And uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game. Just looking forward to a nice game and to get all the South Africans back in the South African team again. You know, that's the one thing. Um, when the Sharks play the Bulls, you now we've got avid supporters. We kind of hate each other. We love hate relationship, but but when we get in a situation like this where where there's a South African team representing us, even if it's the Bulls or the Stormers or the Lions. I think we all we all get behind that team and you know, we, we just want the South African team to perform well, even if it's not our own franchise. And if I can put you on the spot for a prediction? No, Bulls all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Bulls all the way. No, I think the Bulls are going to do it. Oh. Honestly, um, no, Jake White and the boys, they... You know, they, they've really got something special there. Obviously, they, you know, they've got all the trophies, all, all the franchise trophies, not just the Bulls, but all the trophies is in Victoria at this stage. They even have also the Cup trophy that was won by Tex. It's not maybe at the Bulls, but it's 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 close by. So, the Pretoria at this stage is full of trophies, all the South African rugby trophies. And... Um, Think things is happening that side. It's really happening that side. They definitely the franchise, the leading franchise, and setting the example for the rest of the guys. Your thoughts, Mark? I agree with Magnus. Um, part of that is the, the you know the Bulls have shown over the last year and a bit that they know how to finish a game. No. They know how to win a game. They've been put under tremendous yeah. pressure by many of our franchises. Yet. I mean, uh, Jake White said, I think two weeks ago when they played the Stormers, they had to come from behind to win that game with 15 minutes to go, and he wasn't concerned at all. He knew they were going to win. So it sounds quite arrogant, but it's not really. Because they're playing winning rugby, they play proper structure rugby, they all know what to do. Um, with their eyes closed, they can actually do whatever they need to do and know that they'll be similar to the All Blacks. You know, yes. you put the All Blacks under pressure, maybe there be that one dip in concentration in a specific game, which they might lose. But, I mean, it doesn't happen often because they believe in themselves. Yes. They believe in their structures. What is good, though, about about the Bulls side at the moment is the mixture between youth and the senior campaigners. What is in their favour going to play in Italy is, uh, obviously, 100% Benetton has played well enough to, to be in the final. There's a few South Africans playing in that specific side. Um, so they've done very well. But I think, I think what, what works in, in... Look, obviously we're going to go and play in Italy, which makes it difficult yes. because you're playing away from home. But I think what, what works in, in the Bulls' favour, and obviously we don't want to put the markers on them, I personally believe they are, they are the front runners to, to actually take this title. But what works in their favour is the fact that in that specific Bulls' side, you have so many guys that have played in Europe. You know, we're talking, we're talking the Geo Uplands, we're talking about uh, Kutsia, we're talking so, so you can name all of them. 
Um, and I think they bring so much experience to that side, other than years that they've played, but just playing in those conditions. And believe me, they will be prepared for that. Their preparation wouldn't have started on Monday morning when they left. They would have started this a week or two ago for if they go through to the final, this is what needs to happen. So I think it's going to be a cracker. Part of the Bulls that they can tick the boxes already is, like I said now on the weekend, technically they played in a final to go to the final. So they've won the crucial matches where the youngsters have actually stepped up to the plate. And I think this is just another challenge for them. And I'd be surprised if they don't win. Thank you. Then moving on to club rugby. KZNR, you club rugby. You guys really want to talk about this? Yeah, I'd love to hear what Riches Bay have to say. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> Premier, Premier League rugby, the games this past weekend. First one out, Mamzantoti Rugby Club, 7, Crusaders 72. Second game, Varsity College 13, Collegians, uh, Durban Collegian 33, and then Richards Bay 10, College Rovers 60. If I can just go on to the second teams as well. Um, Mums and Toti Rugby Club 10, Crusaders 61, Varsity College 23, Durban Collegians 0, Richards Bay 10, College Rovers 40. Magnus, if I now can start with you, um, if you can just give us your thoughts on all these games and then in specific your games against um, Richards Bay's games against College Rovers. Yes, interesting weekend. Obviously, the first week we had a bye. I don't think that really helped us a lot because we, um, we only had two pre-season games. And our last preseason game was four weeks ago. So we basically had a three-week layoff. Yep. And then we played Rovers, yes. who came from a fresh game the week before. Um, I think it obviously showed a lot in our game. But just coming back to some of the other scores for the weekend, obviously some big scores again. Um, I think if we look at the scores... Now, you don't want to make an early indication, but you can clearly see there's, you know, seems to be three strong sides um, stepping up and then the, the rest of the teams following. Must say, um, you know, one of the surprises for me is if you look at the VC Durban Collision game, um, look, I, I, did, you know, I did think that Collisions would beat VC, you know, just looking at the previous scores. But I was quite surprised with the second team scores where, where VC second side actually beat Devon Collegians. So, yes. you know, um, all the other sides, the first and second sides, had both wins except for the Collegians and VC game. Obviously, um, I know you guys are also leading that side in Toti. I actually watched a bit of the game. Um, it was live broadcast, so I actually yes. watched a bit of the game. Um, obviously, Crusaders is looking very good. And, you know, I haven't really seen Melbourne Collegians playing, but if you look at the scores, they also, you know, and like every other year, they you just know they will be there come finals day. And then, um, obviously, Rovers, who played against us. Um, 
Yeah, I must say, a bit disappointing. Obviously, we don't know what to expect, and it was our first outing. We only had two preseason games. We played against Polito, which is the first division side. And we played pretty decent. And then we played against uh, Petra Tiff, who was a very strong side. They had a lot of Boston Cup players. Really felt that that was more similar to a premiership star uh, level game. And it wasn't a big score. I think we beat them 19-12. But then we had a four-week layoff. And I think that just killed us. You know, we, we had absolutely no momentum. And then a the big thing is our scrums, our set pieces, scrums especially, we... We kind of got a scrum lesson from the Rovers boykies. And I won't give out Derek all the credits. I told them afterwards that as well. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you've got a guy like Andrew van der as a as a scrum coach or a forwards yes. coach, you just know that, you know, there's some quality coaching involved. And um, I think ultimately that makes a big difference. If you look at, if you look at the top sides, you know, performing well, and you go look at their coaching structures and the depth that they've got and the specialist coaches that they've got. I think that makes a big difference. And maybe that's where us as Richards Bay, we're probably lacking a bit at this stage. Um, we've got we've got a full coaching complement, but we don't have that experience yet. Uh, so we've got some young coaches and they haven't really coached for a while or, or for a long time. So, so yeah, it's a a young team, young coaches. You know, we just basically want to see this year, obviously want to build this year towards next year, but it's not just about building. Obviously, um, if we can sneak in a few wins this year, it will also be very, very nice. But yeah, big hiding um, at home. Um, obviously, with no spectators allowed, the bar was full where it's... Um, no spectators, but luckily we've got a bar, so there was a lot of bar patrons on that day, <laughs> which just happened to be there. But um, it was just very nice to to actually have rugby again. Honestly, um, you know, it felt bad that scoreline. It's never nice; it hurts. But you know, ten minutes after the game. That was also over, and we were just happy to to be in a position where, where we can play the game that we all love so much. So, yeah, just nice to be back on the field again. Not happy with the score, but first game out, and, you know, the boys are still positive. That's a good thing. It's always a good thing. Mark, your thoughts? Yeah, well, firstly, Magnus, I, I agree with you, you know, to... To have a buy in your first round is is never never a good thing, regardless of how your preparation was, because you know everyone is chomping at the bit just to get going. Um, you know, and if you look at if uh, uh, sorry that I'm putting you in the same category, but if you look at smaller clubs like like yourselves and us, um, you would ideally want your first buy to be your fourth or fifth or sixth, possibly seventh round, um, not your first one. You know, because we don't have the depth. Um, that most bigger clubs do have. So, so if there's injuries or whatever, then it's a bit of a struggle. Um, having said that, though, playing you guys at home is never an easy task. You guys are def definitely different mm -hmm. playing at home than, than playing away, uh, whatever it is, the reason for that, whether traveling or whatever. But 
playing at Fortress, Reaches Bay, is never easy. So, you know, just and obviously one can't gauge on on how good or how weak a side is, but gauge on the scoreline that that was put against you guys, um, mm. also at Reaches Bay. Then one needs to yeah. sit sit back and say, wait a minute, as normal. Rovers can't be that bad, you know. So, and the reason why I'm saying that is, if you go back to the Flyer Cup, obviously they didn't make make the final. Um, where where VC VC obviously played Crusaders, and there I agree with you. Um, you know, Crusaders I think is is definitely the team to watch. Um, I won't put my head out yet and say they will win it, but I think they're going to be there and thereabout and and very close to that. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think VC is a yes. It's a very harsh word I'm using now, but the, the disappointment so far in two rounds, so much so that obviously because they played in the flyer final, and we thought that they would be there and thereabout, you know. So obviously, what is happening there is 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 obviously from a coaching point of view that they need to sort it out. But I think that is the disappointment. Uh, we thought that they, especially if you look at the score line between them and Collegians. Uh, I think it was 33, 13, or whatever it was. So that's yes. quite a that's quite a big margin. Um, but you know they've also got decent coaching staff and and good structures, and they'll definitely be back. The problem here now is is to play catch up yes. um, to the top teams. So the three top teams, rightfully as Magnus said, is Crusaders, Collegians, and and Rovers. So it's going to be interesting when they when they play each other to see who will come up tops. Um, then just from a from a toti point of view, I agree with you. The the scoreline was was quite great again this weekend. So, but um, from a playing point of view, and and Magnus, you you obviously wouldn't have seen the first game when we played against Collegians, and uh, thankfully this one was streamed, so many people could see. But we actually played, believe it or not, we played quite a bit. I was going to say I love a lot, so I can't say that, but. Uh, a little lot better than than uh, our first game, um, and even our scrumming. You know, you were talking about scrumming your scrums against Rovers. Collegians pushed us off every single ball when we played against them, and uh, obviously playing Crusaders, we we stood our own more often than not, which was great because obviously first phase ball is, is your is your platform. Um, but yeah, they you know also didn't help with us. I think we had two yellow cards. Yes. So playing against a quality side like that, and Dusty and 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 his troops obviously prepared well. But just from a Toti point of view, you know where we're building as well, and we're going forward from a from a playing perspective and what the boys did. I was actually quite proud of them the way they stood up, and we even got quite a few compliments from Crusaders and and. Their, their coaching staff, even management, you know. So, yeah, like like with us, it's a it's a building phase, and you know, all I ask the boys is just to make that curve go up week in and week out, and take the scoreline away. That's definitely what they all did. we can hope for. Yeah, just to keep building. Then going on to the fourth division, the Foden Bowl, uh, Varsity College fifty six, uh, Crusaders crushes eight. And then Crusaders 12 versus uh, Westfield Old Boys 22. Um, fourth division games, it's normally the telephone sides. Um, and the guys playing some, some good rugby, though. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, you know, you mentioned certain sides there, like Westfield Old Boys. Um, 
you know, they played Crusaders. Um, Crusaders being a Premier Division side, yes, yes I hear you, um, that it's more often than not a phone-in side. But Westville, there's something happening in Westville. Um, you know, the the coaching staff there, um, oh, and, and obviously management, they, they have a real focus. And, and last year they, they won the Dewar Shield. Um, so they are contenders to, to possibly surprise and, and say they want to play Premier Division should they win it this year. So um, there's a definite focus there. Nice sponsorships on board. Um, good quality players that they've that they've acquired over the last season or so. And uh, yeah, I think they they I'll I'll put my head out. Yeah, I think they're going to win the league again. And even their third side to beat Crusaders and whatever shows that there's something happening there. So it's not just their first side that they're focusing on. Their seconds. I mean, last weekend they put a big score on on the opposition. This week um, was no different to the first side. So uh, yeah, to Rob Scott and his charges, well done, and may that continue. Well, a first first division club with three sides and and three quality sides. If you look at the first division scores, um, Maritzburg Rugby Club eight, Westfield Old Boys eighty five, and then if you look at the second sure. teams, Maritzburg Rugby Club zero, Westfield Old Boys fifty three. So if you look at three sides in first division and fourth division. They've got depth, serious depth. Yeah. Yeah, I actually spoke to the chairman of West World Boys a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned to me, you know, about the depth that they've got, and, you know, they really have a good space. Um, apparently that this year, that it's it's the first time in, in quite a few years that they that they decided to feel the third side. Mm. Yes. And it's nice to see that, you know, not just feeling a third side, but they've got a competitive third side that's playing. And obviously, um, with the first and the seconds performing well, you know, again, it's, um, we don't want to make early predicaments, but I'm sure the, um, the Hillcrest Boykies won't be happy if we say we make early predicaments and say Westfall's going to win the first division. But um, I think they definitely... Very strong contenders and probably early favourites, if we want to call it that. No, I agree, hundred percent. And and look, Hillcrest—they're uh, not going to be lying down, taking it easy. But um, you know, I think I think uh, Westfall in the first division is definitely the, the club to to look at. They are, but if you look at the scores, if you look at the other scores in the first division, Jaguars playing West uh, playing Hillcrest, Jaguars nil, Hillcrest fifty-five. Second team, Jaguars, nil. Hillcrest, 79. Can I just stop you there quickly? Yes. And one mustn't go on scores only because it could obviously come back and bite you. Yes. But last week, Hillcrest, I mean, sorry, last week, Westville Old Boys played Jaguars and they put 100 past them. The 118, nil. Yeah. So... Um, there's, it's quite a difference in margin. It is a difference you in know, margin. So one can't only go on that, but it just shows you the quality that Westville have. Um, and we mustn't overemphasize this the whole time because it's still early days, um, but they definitely have a quality quality outfit. They do have. Then just to go through the I others... I just also think, guys, um, if we make early predicaments there, 
like I mentioned earlier, we were, we actually played against Petrotif, who's first, first division on the northern side. Um, don't throw Petrotif away. What I saw from them is they can keep that team and the bulk of that team that they that they had when they played against us. Um, I definitely think they will also be contenders. Look, um, they're probably strong contenders or my favourites for pulling through on the north, on the north, north yeah. side. So it will probably be Petrotif playing against Westville, Hillcrest, maybe even the South Coast Warriors. I'm not sure how they how they performing at the stage. Um, South Coast Warriors played um, the Dolphins. Dolphins zero, South Coast Warriors 31. First team, second team, uh, Belito Dolphins zero, South Coast Warriors. 31. So South Coast Warriors are also an outfit that you need to to be careful of. But traditionally, those are the three clubs, top clubs in, yes. in the first division, you know. So, I mean, South Coast Warriors were in Premier Division a few seasons ago. But traditionally, those are the three that, that you need to look at. And and history history is history. So they will the top, those three, I think, will be the top three in any case. No, they will be. Then talking under yeah, 20... my take on... Sorry, Magnus. Sorry, sorry, Kasper. No, no. Yeah, I think um, in general, you know, I think these these first division sides have shown that they're really stepping up. If you look at Westville Old Boys, South Coast Warriors, even Hillcrest, um, whoever wins the first division, I think they should really consider maybe moving up to premiership. It would actually be nice if we can get the premiership back to eight teams like it used to be in a past instead of only seven mm. and then we can always bring another side a Durban side up into the first division so just kind of hoping that whoever wins the first division if it's one of the southern sides that they that they would consider to step up and come and join the premiership sides because they if you look at the score lines and what's going on at the club and the structure and the depth that they've got um, I really think that the time is right for them to to make that step and to move up to the Premiership. Yeah, I'm sure the time is right for that. Yeah, and I think uh, they they're, they're proving well. it with a with fielding three teams and mm. um, and doing as well as they do. Definitely. Um, then yeah. un under twenties, um, Varsity College playing Durban Collegians. Varsity thirty, Durban Collegians twenty seven. College Rovers, 71 against the Durban Collegians, second under 20 side, 3. Um, UKZN Durban, 12, and Crusaders, 31. Magnus, your thoughts on the under 20s? Yeah, again, um, quite surprised. Well, not surprised, but um, it's nice to see that VC is performing well there with the under 20 side. Obviously, a little bit disappointing after we mentioned earlier the Flyer Cup results. Um, you know, also from, from our side, yeah, we also thought that VC is going to be one of the teams to be reckoned with. But um, they had a slow start in the Premiership, um, obviously losing this weekend. But it's nice to see that the under-20 side's performing well. So they've got the players and they've got the, the youngsters coming through there, which is also a good sign for a club 
strength-wise. If you know your Iron Twenties is performing well, you know they're in the structure, so so that's also good for VC as a club. Then obviously um, another one is Crusaders, and not just performing well in the Premiership sides, but the Under Twenties also playing well. So things are really happening there at Crusaders. I think um, Crusaders is definitely they've. Um, definitely one of the front runners to who's going to compete for the Premiership and possibly for another 20 title as well. Then talking the log um, Premiership or Premier League log, um, Toti being the strongest side in the log, holding up the whole log. Uh, Durban. <laughs> Durban Collegians at the moment on top with 10 points, purely on points difference. Uh, College Rovers second place, same points, both on 10 points, um, but also in second place due to points difference. Crusaders in third with nine points. Then it's Varsity College, UKZN PMB, Richards Bay and Amams and Toti for the first sides. Second teams, College Rovers on top with 10 points. Crusaders, second, nine points. Varsity College, third, six points. Durban Collegians with five. And then UKZN PMB, Richards Bay, and Amams and Toti. Um, in saying that, UKZN PMB and Richards Bay only played one game thus far. Mark? I think, you know, it's, it's all good and well to mention logs and see where you are and you know from a from a coaching point of view um, especially your front runners you need to look at that log you know you need to have a look at what your log points are you need to have a look at um, as a coach myself what I do I well if you were a front runner you would have a look to ensure that you're in the top three and then you start looking at points for and points against because that could be the deciding factor at the end of the yes. day. So a few seasons ago, Toti was in the same boat. Yes. Uh, had we won a specific game and we got one more point, we could have been up three places and so forth. So it makes a huge difference. Um, but what I also do as a coach, and, and, and bad timing now, but um, what I also do as a coach, you look at your points for and points against because your points against speaks about your defensive ability and your points four speaks about your attacking ability. Um, so there you can also gauge, you know, and then you look at a, at a, let's say, a college rovers for argument's sake, and you compare yourself to them as to what their points are when they attack and how you defend and whatever. So all those things come into play when you target certain, certain teams that you play against and whatever, because after the first round, everyone would have played everyone. And obviously the coaches have privy of seeing the scores and so forth, although, as I said earlier, you can't go and score specifically. Um, there are obviously other permutations that, that play a role in a specific game, um, but it shows how good you are in defence or how good you are in attack or whatever. But for the top sides, that makes a big difference because that one uh, extra try that you score, maybe the conversion that you didn't take or whatever could cost you cost you the league at the end of the day. But it's still early days. And as I said, you can look at both first and second sides 
the three teams we alluded to earlier on are all basically there. Yes. Um, but you will see over the next three or four or five weeks, those positions will will change slowly but surely because they have to play each other still. So um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Looking forward to that, though. Magnus? Yeah, no, no early surprises there. I think, um, you know, the, the sides on the top there, we kind of predicted them to be there. Um, obviously, Richard Bay and Toti would have loved to see us a little bit more towards the top, but it's still early days and there's still a lot of rugby that needs to be played. Hopefully, there's still a lot of rugby that needs to be played. Mm, yeah. So, no early surprises there. Um, just if you look at the first side block and the second side block, only surprise there if you look at DC on the top on a on a prem, but on a prem reserve they they down in fourth position. And um, you know, I I always tell my players, yeah, you know, everybody looks at the first side. If if you look at the club, you look at uh, the performance of the first team and how well they perform, and a club gets measured by the performance of the first team. But the internal strength of a club is determined by how strong that second side is. Exactly. And I think that's very important. You know, So if you've got a first team that performs very well, but your second side you know, doesn't do that well, then, then there's alarm lights. There should be alarm lights on. But if, you, if your first and second side perform equally well, then for me, that, that's a good sign, good indication that, that the club is strong and that the club is, is heading in the right direction. Yes, Can't agree more. Looking at the upcoming fixtures, um, on Thursday evening is Amams and Toti and Crusaders in Amams and Toti and We've got Westville Old Boys playing Varsity College in Westville. That's a Felden Bowl, though. Ah, Felden, uh, that's fourth division, yes. Yeah. Yes. And then on Saturday, Premier League, uh, College Rovers and the Mums and Toti at College Rovers, Durban Collegians, Richards Bay at Collegians, Crusaders and UKZN PMB. At Crusaders, uh, your thoughts, Mark? Easy game, uh, Magnus, for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think for you guys as well. Then, Mark. Um, <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I definitely it's... see two two wins for both of us, <laughs> and a good opportunity to grab five points. <laughs> yeah, look, it's difficult. We've been we've been laughing. Well, not laughing. We've been we've been saying from from a Toti point of view. One of the one of the toughest draws we've had in in a couple of years, you know. So we off the bat we started against Collegians, then Crusaders, and then Rovers, you know. So it makes it very difficult for for smaller clubs like us, and and especially Toti, where we're in the rebuilding phase. You know, Magnus, I don't know if you know this, but in our first round when we played against Collegians, um, our match day 22, we had two players that were regular first team players. Uh, well, I won't say regular first team players, but that have played, played first team first before, team before and we had 20 debutants in that game. So it makes wow. it very difficult, you know. So that's where we are at. So, um, but yeah, no, looking forward to this weekend. Uh, you know, there's there's no greater challenge than playing quality sides and seeing where you are. And yes. 
you know, from a coaching point of view, even in your case now, Magnus, is keeping the players positive and, and just understanding where we are at and then looking at the bigger picture and we have to we have to pull this pull this uh, cart out of the water yeah you know and, and make it happen we're definitely gonna have to make it happen your your feeling yes, on the um, collegians game um same, yeah the same with us obviously um you talking about you guys having a tough pull um obviously on first three games very tough opponents and you know we had obviously a buy in our first first round but our first two games Rovers at home and Devon Collegians away also not very easy I mean that's that's the two teams that finished first and second on a lot two years ago when we still played so yeah maybe not ideal to to play those sides early on um, would have preferred maybe a little bit easier game uh, to to get the season kicked off but obviously um yeah, we've had a tough one this past weekend and we're definitely going to have another tough one against different collisions this weekend. But um, then the weekend after, we're looking forward to... I was just going to ask you this question. Why don't you say your first three games are also tough games? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I, said, I said we had a bar in our first one and then the next two were very tough. <laughs> But no. yeah, we're really looking forward to hosting you guys. Um, I think there's just a special bond between Richards Bay and Toti. And um, for obvious reasons, you know, I think we, uh, apart from PMB, um, PMB Varsity, um, also not being in the huddle of Durban, you know, we, we've always been seen as outsiders. And um, that's why... For some reason, we've got a nice special bond with you guys. Win or lose, it seems like the the career afterwards is basically the highlight. Well, um, that ended this week, though. Us guys <laughs> look forward to most. Mm, but yeah, yes. we're really keen on um, getting past this weekend. Hopefully, we'll have a better performance against collisions. Um, you know, anything better than what we had this weekend will be a step up in the right direction. And you mentioned that earlier. It's early days. A big score like that shouldn't bring us down. I think our next goal would be, you know, next game, let's just try and go out there and perform better and put a better score, you know, just, just for ourselves. If we know we perform better every single game, and we, then, then we're heading in the right direction. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Definitely. If you can improve every game as you go along, um... It's definitely worth it. No, I agree. Yeah. And, and you know, playing, I know I'm jumping the gun now, but you were mentioning playing Toti and the Riches Bay game. Um, you know, it's always nice playing you guys and it's always nice traveling north, but heck, it's tough playing there. So um, I'm glad there's no spectators and so forth. So keep them in your pubs. Um, don't allow them out on the fields or the, or the outskirts of the fields, please, because they make it very difficult there. You know, they... When I say hostile, I mean it with respect. They they support their team, and and that's their babies, you know. So, um, if you and and that's why I take my hat off to Rovers more yes. so if you look at the score because to go to to Riches Bay to win is one story. Yeah. To get a decent score like that, you need to operate. And and yeah, well done to you guys. I mean, we know when you go to Riches Bay, it's like the house of pain. Um, before 
during and after the game. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's always it's always nice being there. Your club facilities are are excellent. The clubhouse is nice. Um, while we're playing, you guys, it's not nice, but um, afterwards, it's always it's always good. Always nice. Magnus, just want to say all the best for the for the league going forward. Um, may you guys improve from game to game and uh, push yourself up the log here. Just stay below us, please. Yeah, please. You know, you know what is quite, <laughs> you know what is quite interesting as well, Magnus, is um, I can tell you now that that many a club know that when they go and play Richards Bay in Richards Bay, um, I, I might not go as far as saying it's a fifty-fifty for the bigger clubs, but I can tell you a lot of the bigger clubs when you play another bigger club, those clubs will go, maybe this is the one that Reaches Bay will will actually beat that club, like you've done in the past with the collegians and so forth that play there. Um, and I think uh, it speaks volumes for, for what you guys are doing and, and how you're operating there. I know you're also going through a phase, um, but nothing changes. You know, that self-belief is always there. And you guys know you can back yourself up at home and anything can happen on the day. Hopefully not in two weeks' time, but... Uh, Maybe the week after that. <laughs> Thank you, Magnus. Thanks yeah, for no, joining thanks. us. Thanks, Mark. Perfect. And and yeah, all the best to you guys. And uh, who knows? Let's uh, maybe we'll we'll see a surprise or two this coming week or the week after that. But uh, as long as rugby continues, we don't know how long we're going to do this for. So let's make every game count. Yes, let's definitely make them count. Yeah, for that's as long the thing. as we can. It's only, it's only two rounds in. And we haven't seen any surprises yet, so there's always one or two surprises. Yep, definitely. You know, happening in a season. Two years ago, like you mentioned, 2018, we played collisions at home and we um, yeah, played very well, obviously. Got away with a win there. You know, just interesting on that point, the only the only premiership side that which is by we haven't won was or haven't beaten as Rovers. So yeah. That's the one that we haven't ticked off. And I think that was part part of the disappointment for us. You know, our preparation wasn't great, but we still had to believe, you know, we still had to believe that, you know, we know on the day we can beat any side. And the players and the coaches and everybody really had a belief that maybe, just maybe, you know, today's going to be the day. But I have to say, I credit to, to Rovers. They just um, outplayed us and outclassed us. And they really, really looked very solid. So, yeah, not the performance that we wanted, but but there's always a second round, and we're looking forward to playing you guys in two weeks' time. So, and also good luck to you guys. Um, you know, obviously, early days, um, you know, the results that you guys had, maybe not in your favour and not what you wanted, but I'm sure there's going to be one or two upsets um, still through the season, you know. Hopefully, with us at Richard Bay, and hopefully with you guys at Tokyo as well. Yeah. So good luck, boys. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Thank Mark. Very much appreciated. Thank you, Mark. Once again, thanks for all your your input, your thoughts, and your wealth of rugby knowledge. Thanks, guys. Always nice chatting rugby, and thanks to Magnus for for joining us in studio. And uh, may rugby continue on the up. I'm sure it will. 
from Touchline. Thank you very much for tuning in again. From myself, Kasper Els, and Mark Cameron, have a great rugby week.